Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors podcast. Episode 43. I am Nick Beto. I'm Flash. Brandon. And I'm Jared. Alright, you guys got that without me even having to tell you. I may give you the nod, but... Yeah. Well, you're staring right at us, so... <laughs> yeah, we got like a, our normal podcast studio set up, so everybody's sitting on a table looking at each other. Still gotta add paint to this mic holder, though. Yeah, well, if you wouldn't have disappeared for like two months. I got no comment on that one. I'm going to get roasted. I, I, I'm i speechless. Me too. <laughs> well, I'm going to take those off because I don't need to listen. It's getting to be the end of ice season now. Uh, last week, Wixo, myself, and Jacob kind of talked about our the end of our Minnesota fishing season. And I don't know if you listened to last week's. Did you hear us call you out? Yeah, I did. I heard that. that when when walleye season ends, that's when Flash's Minnesota season begins. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this year it was that way, though. Well, you've listened to the last couple where everybody's kind of given their um, season updates so far as far as Minnesota goes. But I don't think... I think the last episode you were on Flash was just before we went to Devil's Lake, which you ended up missing the Devil's Lake trip this year. Yep. So you got a little bit of catching up to do for us as far as what you've been up to. Fortunately, I wasn't out ice fishing as I wanted to be, but I did get out this last weekend, and I was able to go out with our buddy Rakeman and his dad, and uh, was able to catch some panfish and... But otherwise, my season has not been very productive. Just Red Lake New Year's Eve, and that was an all right trip. Wasn't lighting them on fire, but had a good trip. We were able to eat a free fish fry out there and bring home some fish, so it was a good trip. Um, this last weekend, I'd say it was a pretty damn good weekend. Uh, when we're out, out, do you want me to like go into this last weekend? Yeah, Flash, nobody's stopping you, buddy. No? Okay. This uh, last weekend... Uh, Isaac, which is our his nickname is Rake Man. He has also never been on a podcast, but we want to change that too. I think that'll get changed sooner than later, this spring maybe. But uh, he called me up and was like, "Hey, I'm ahead of the lake." I'm like, "All right, I'll meet you there." Went over to the lake and we ended up walking out there because I didn't know ice conditions and he didn't really have a plan on bringing any machine out there because it's uh the access is not a true like state maintained access it's off the road over the rocks and onto the lake so i didn't really know how that was all shaping out to be so i didn't really want to bring a machine and not be able to use it so we ended up just walking out about a half mile out onto the lake and we uh started punching some holes found our structure that we wanted to be on and started fishing and then there was one other guy out there he had his little kid out there and he was on a snow machine and he's like yeah we're trying to find the crappies and it's like well it's what we're looking for too and he's like yeah all right well i'm gonna go deep so he went to about 25 feet of water we were fishing shallower like 12 to 16 feet and we were just catching sunnies and they're really nice sunnies, but... What were you... You were Detroit Lakes area? Yeah, um, Detroit Lakes area. What were you finding for snow condition on the lakes, and how much ice were you on? Snow conditions were like eight inches of snow on top of the ice, and the I didn't take an actual measurement, but I uh, I have that Strike Master 40-volt auger, and that was all the way up to the handlebar, to the bar with no extension, like... I was almost needing an extension to get through everything, so. So you're probably on, what, 25, 30 inches uh, of ice? 28 inches probably like at least. Yeah. yeah. Plenty of ice out there. Uh, but, yeah, I I definitely regret not bringing a four-wheeler to the lake because that would have been a lot easier. What did you say for snow? Were you finding a lot of snow or not? Eight inches. There was a few, like, drifts, but they had must have flooded and froze again, so they were pretty hard, like, a wheeler side by side would get around just fine out there. They'd you ended up catching some though because you guys we threw a couple pictures of you guys up on our Instagram page this week. Yep, yep, we did uh, catch quite a few actually. I think 
we were throwing a lot of sunfish back um, just because we weren't really targeting them, keeping a few bigger ones because they were 10, 10 inch sunnies, which you get into those. They're, it's fun to catch those. But uh, we did uh, able to find the crappies because that guy was like, hey, I'm going to leave, but uh, we got our limit of crappies. You guys might want to move over because if you're not catching them, they're, they're just off of this break. Like we were fishing a break on the shore. It wasn't really on the shore, but it just the break where it was. And he's like, you just want to move around this, the point of the break and get a little deeper. And, and he's like, they're pretty finicky though. And I was like, well, what do you mean finicky? And he's like, well, drop it down to six feet off the bottom and they'll chase you down. So they were suspended higher and coming down at, at our bait instead of like being above them we dropped down past them and that's what triggered the this fished bite so hmm. i've never been on a pan fish bite like that where i've been on them where i can't keep my line down because i'm catching three inch bluegills <laughs> but i've never been to the point where i actually like have to work to get them to bite it's it's part of the fun the bigger ones are sometimes the more difficult ones to catch but it is pretty impressive to catch little three-inch sunnies. Not everybody can catch all the small ones. Nick's really good at it. Am I supposed to respond? <laughs> Thanks. No, no response needed. <laughs> so does that bring you up to date on your fishing? You, you've you been busy this winter, and then you haven't been out fishing as much as you'd like to be. Yep, at, uh, that's all my fishing that I've done. Heading out this weekend again? Not this weekend, but potentially next weekend. All right, well, then moving around, it's Wixo, but we're caught up. We, You and I just have some North Dakota stuff that we can touch on a little bit, but Timmy, you haven't been on since we were That's in Devil's Lake. Second podcast, Devil's Lake. So what have what have you been up to? What's your... Um, we've went out three times, three, four times. Uh, caught a couple walleye, panfish, and then... Last weekend, we went out to a different lake in the Brainerd area and ice camped for lake trout, but we didn't catch anything. But that's about it. Pretty uneventful fishing weekend after Devils. But So that was one other thing I wanted to kind of touch on on this episode was trout fishing. I I have never done that. I don't know. You get... I've never done it on purpose. I've never done it through the ice. All right, so you're kind of the only one. Like, what... What are you what are you looking for when you like you decide okay, I'm gonna go I'm not going after walleyes, perched, crappie, whatever, I'm going after trout. Do you have to like do you have to change out your tackle box? Do you have to obviously you have to change where you go because you wanna he, Yeah, you kinda have to uh get like a lot of the shiny silver like cast masters, spoons, all those shiny stuff and then you go out to a rainbow trout specific lake and catch anything suspended. They're pretty fast fish, so it's kind of hard to catch them on like a flasher. But with like live scope or pant optics, it helps a little bit to see them come in suspended. What's the... Go ahead, Flash. Have you ever fished tulabies? Mm-mm. Okay, because tulabies are the, kind of the similar way. They're they're suspended and they're a really fast moving fish. Yeah, I think don't... they're very aggressive like trout are too. Yeah, yeah. yep. So one thing that I was kind of in my head when you said that you were going trout fishing, I'm like, God, if I were to get into that, I would need like, like the one thing, when I hear trout, I, I'm picturing like three foot, like lake trout, like Lake Superior like, trout. Yeah, like big trout. The, the rainbow trout that we fish for, you could use a medium, medium light rod. And then like last weekend for lake trout, we had heavy rods. So you do you? What's the size of the fish that you're like for rainbows? Yeah, like, like your average. Uh, what's what are you trying to catch? Like what's a good fish? What's a good size? Uh, Fourteen to twenty-four is like an average rainbow trout, and then for lake trout, it's from twenty-four to thirty-six. Sometimes you can get a really really big one, but so are there like walleye lakes? You know, there's a lot of them that have the slot. Are there slots on trout? And what's the limit? Uh, I think on it de- trout? depends on what lake you're on, and then it's two. Two really two. Yeah. Hmm. 
And do they have anything where you can't, like, like you can't catch and release them? Like, are they strict on that, or can you... Um, I think you can catch and release. In, like, Canada, it's all barbless hooks. No matter what species. So, if you go up to Canada, like, trout are just a barbless, and you can catch whatever. But usually the bigger ones are, like, the old, old ones. So, you kind of keep the small. Like, a 24-inch is a good eater. I remember back in, in high school and college, we'd go out to the pond because they used to stock that with trout. And we were talking about that, too. And we used to catch little 14 to, well, little, that's pretty small, isn't it? Or do they get? They get, uh, rainbows will get, like, stream, stream rainbows will get larger. But I think more of the stocked lake trout, or lake rainbow trouts are relatively small. Because they're, they're not, their life expectancy isn't that great, so. Are you, when you're out there doing that, are you running into quite a few more people that are also going after trout, or is it pretty... Um, I'd imagine it's a lot smaller than the crowd that's walleye there's fishing. There's not a whole lot of people that know about this little lake that we fish on, so... I think it'd be fun. I'd... Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's similar to crappie fishing, is it not, where you're basically over deep basins trying to find suspended yeah, fish? Yeah, we're at like 60, 60, 50 feet. And then they're like 18 feet underwater. That's a little bit different than the crappie fishing that I've been used to because I've been able to catch crappies in 9 to 40 feet of water typically on the lakes that at least I fish. But Dude, it's so fun though when you're out. It doesn't matter what you're fishing for and you get a, you're using your sonar and whatnot and all of a sudden you get oh, a mark. Yeah. Like say you're in 20 feet and you get a suspended mark up at, you know, 12, 13 feet and you raise your bait up to it and they just crush it. Like that, I don't, I've been on a couple crappie bites like that, and that's really, well, because at first when you see it, it's like interference. No, there's nothing around. What the hell am I getting interference from? And then, yeah, you just start cranking in crappies and whatnot. It gets really fun when you can't tell. It's like a solid five foot tall mark on your sonar where you can't tell where your bait is in that five feet. That's the thick schools, and I don't know if trout are in schools i think they're more solo uh rainbows are usually in a group oh they are okay yeah but so when you say the limit's two is that like two rainbows and then you can yeah are there other like types of trout that are in this like not in this one but but if if you you... went to a spot where it was multiple would you be able to yeah there's a lake down in like the southern part of minnesota it's got like Browns, Brook, uh, Lakers, and then I think it's got rainbow trout in it, and then they're all different species trout. So is the limit two for all of them, or I are they? I think so. That's interesting. I've never even thought of going after like when I when I hear trout, I, I think I immediately go like superior. Is trout part of the game species that closes? Uh, they got one month extra for winter season. So it's the 31st of March is when everything lake-wise closes, but the Boundary Waters, that closes on February. So you had to buy your new license for Minnesota then? Yeah. Like continue to fish out? Yep, the and then 28th. it's a $10 trout stamp that lasts the whole first, or the year's two seasons. There's more in the fridge, book, so if you want another apple... I'll take one too. Anybody else? Yeah, I'll take one. You want sure. an apple or an original? I'll take an apple. I'll take just a regular bush light. I'll take a regular as well. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard that that uh, bush light was canceling the apple. They are. I'll never drink anything again then from them. I don't know if it's true. I I <clears throat> saw that they weren't gonna make it back, Thanks. but I don't know if it's gonna. I think they're coming out with like a peach flavor. I did. Okay, see- I might try that one. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> the, the peach one does actually look pretty good. But getting back to the lake, or yeah, lake trout. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I always thought that, you know, if you want to go after trout, you're going to have to go to Superior or something. I didn't. Trying to be secretive about that, Flash? <laughs> I always thought that, you know, you had to go out to Superior or, or a, a far destination lake for that. But. Like Montana or Colorado or. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd be I've fun. Seen, I've seen some YouTube videos of people on Lake Superior where it's like 100 feet deep, and they got these big gumball jigs 
with these big Mr. Twister tails on them. And they're just ripping it as high as they can with these big heavy rods. And then the trout just like scream after it. And I think that'd be fun to go fish that. But that'd be a once in a lifetime trip, the two though. So how how long have you been fishing trout? Mm, two two years now. So have you have you noticed like like what are some things you know like when you got finicky walleyes or perch or whatever you have you know you can just run with a minnow head or you can put a smaller like what what can you do like if you can if you realize like okay they're not it's not a super aggressive bite like what do you do to try and you know, uh, you just gotta keep changing lures. They they're very, you can spook them pretty easy, and they just swim off. So you gotta really like figure out what thing, and they like you gotta keep the bait moving because once you stop and stagnant it, uh, they don't. Yeah, you gotta keep it jigging really hard, and then they usually strike it when it's in motion. Unlike so there's an up- no dead sticking no trout. Is I there... think I think lake trout you can dead stick. They they'll eat like smelt off the bottom. Is there something you look for as far as location? Like walleyes, you're looking for rock humps, points, or uh, st- just structure. Yeah, obviously you're looking for deep basins. But is there you know they, some of those basins are miles wide? Uh, you kind of look for like a like a deep decline, and then a, like right as soon as it breaks on a flat in like a deep spot, that's usually where they sit. And then for, like, rainbows, you kind of follow a contour line, and you kind of come off of it, so you're, like, kind of at the peak of the decline, and then they're usually swimming across that contour. Makes sense. So where does trout fishing fall in your ranking of, of uh, like, if, like for me, walleye is number one, perch number two, crappie would probably take number three, northern would take number four. You put that on the list? You put northern that high? I was going to do that before panfish, but I guess crappie kind of... That's a panfish and perch. Yeah. Well. I can't <laughs> believe you put pike over, like, at, like, literally any other fish. Pike was number four. Yeah, you got smallmouth, largemouth. Okay, pike is number six. <laughs> but bluegill doesn't... I'm pretty sure even... we could just keep naming fish and it just keep falling for you. <laughs> but uh, uh, bluegill and... I got to get you on some nice big bluegills one of these days, and that might change your views just a tad bit. I agree. It's different, like, four or five-inch bluegills and eight to ten-inch are two different fish. Very different. And then you're catching, like, softballs out of the ice. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's true. I'm not going to bash it until I try it. Sure? Yeah, I won't. Okay. I know last year we were getting into it a little bit because I was saying how... You know, I was done fishing in Minnesota, and Flash's season's just getting started, just like we said earlier. <laughs> so what got you into trout fishing? Like, is that just something that you just decided, like, um, hey, this would be kind of cool, or, like... I got into fly fishing, and that kind of came over onto uh, ice fishing for trout. Do you do it in the summer, too? Yeah. What's easier? Um, the summertime you can see him jump, and that's kind of frustrating when you're not catching them. <laughs> but you kind of dead stick slash jig in the summer, and I think winter fishing is a little better because usually we do it like late season, so it's nice and warm on like March. So do you guys walk out or do you take the sled? Ah, uh, we walk out. It's not like right that first basin is like. 40 feet out. Well, that's not too bad. No. No. I remember when you and I went out. And walked like three quarters of a mile. Yeah. Nope. One way. Yep. Yeah, it's rough. I I walked a half mile this weekend out and it was a total of a mile and it's like, yeah, that's far enough. I also walked out this weekend. It's probably the last time I ever walked to go ice fishing again in my life. I've heard that before. We pulled our sled out twice last weekend. Twice? One to bring the sled and the rods out, and the other one to bring the camping shit out. Did you at least bring beer? Yeah. Okay, good. You can have like a a reward. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and I had a great time when we first got to the lake last weekend, too. Uh Uh-oh, I feel like we got a story. I remember this one. Something sounds broken. Oh, yeah. So... 
we got up like 6.30ish and got to like, like 9 o'clock and walked out because was, there was a bunch of like open water like breaks like right off the access. So we're like, okay, we'll go cut some holes out because there was nobody out. So we were going to go check ice. And we walked like 30 feet out. And I drilled my first hole and <laughs> I hit a rock. <laughs> that far out. I don't know. When you say you hit a rock, you mean like a rock that somebody was trying to break through the ice with no. this rock? Or like. It was that shallow. 30 feet out. You sure you were on the lake? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was. How much ice was there? Like 24 inches of ice. Froze straight to the bottom. Oh, yeah. How big was the rock? I don't know. But it was enough to wreck my blade. Not the light flight. So. Was it the light flight? Oh, yeah. Oh. Did it, like, did it like catch? Like, when you it, hit like, it? It, like, caught, chucked the drill. <laughs> <laughs> um, I pulled the blade out, and then we were like, all right, whatever. Put it on the ice, and it would just spin. No cutting whatsoever. No. One auger. The whole fucking Oh, no. That's the only auger you guys have? Yeah. Well, most people don't bring. Like no, me, yeah, I'll run around don't bring two augers. Two of them in my pickup. That sucks. Yeah, so we packed the truck up, drove to the nearest town, and hopefully, like, the hardware hank or whatever it was in town had blades, but they didn't. So we drove all the way to Walker to go how, to how far? How far from Walker were you? 35 minutes. So that sucks. I mean, you just got to the lake and you think that you're going to yeah, start fishing. And we didn't start fishing until like 3 o'clock. Oh, and you left oh. the house at 6.30. Yeah. Oh, oh. that hurts. So did, did, did reeds have? Yeah, they had blades and they were on sale, so that helps. But yeah, it like chunked up. We tried sharpening it. We had a sharpener and everything. And they were so beat up. Like, they're bad. Well, now I will not be going without my pistol bit and the light flight or just buy an extra set of blades or just have an extra set of blades along did you fix that chuck on the pistol bit yeah no that thing's just been rolling around in the box of my pickup for the last like however long it's been since we were at leech last three weeks now yep i told you about the that didn't i how i picked up a light flight yep because that stupid pistol bit pissed me off one too many times. times yeah I wish I could have saw that. I'm glad Mike was able to see it. You know, the funny thing is Mike didn't say a single thing. He just kind of sat back and... <laughs> he just I mean, soaked it in. Like, what do you do? Like, you're... And then what was dumb is I threw it, like, 10 yards, and I had to walk through three feet of snow to go pick the stupid thing up. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that auger. It actually doesn't... If, if you know how to put it on the drill, it doesn't affect it that much, believe it or not. But yeah, that that adds to my. I think I have five augers now. And you you just got the light flight that goes in the drill. Yeah. And Wixo, you have the light flight Same that goes thing. in the drill, and you've got the. Isn't it just a light flight with the forty volt head? It's not a light flight because it's the steel. Uh, flights on it. Yeah. But it's the same same blades pretty much. I don't. I don't think it's different. Uh, they did come out with their new blades that new end on it i don't know if any of you guys have seen that where like the magnet i don't know if they came out with that oh, cover that magnetic cover, cover. i so thought I don't about know if buying one but they're kind of chintzy yeah and i have the cold snap and i really like my cold snap for it so my brother's cold snap broke the rubber banded yeah. on the same weekend no like three weekends ago you can get those replacement yeah you can buy another rubber band i think you're talking about colin yeah he was in devil's lake with us so, he also recently picked up a new toy. Yeah, he picked up, uh, uh, what is it? The the newest LiveScope Plus. 34? The 32. I don't think it's the XR. Well, the the 32 is the old one. The 34 yeah. is the new one. And then, and then the 36 the, is the, the XR. The Plus. Yeah. Yep. Well, now you guys can kind of take it away, being both of you have used the, the live scope, and me and Flash, the peasants over here, we'll just kind of sit and listen. Like I've, you guys can. I've been fortunate. I've had buddies that have it, and it's it's amazing. But it is. I've also been with guys that have had them. They're they're cool. But you guys have used them both. I'll let you know when I figure out how to work it. 
So what you guys have the same one? I have the the thirty four. Yeah, the the long one. Yep, flat. Looks like a box. Yep. Yep, same one. So what? Uh, obviously, the advantages, disadvantages. What you're excited about? You know, all all the good stuff. I kind of want to hear what you guys have to say, being as I don't have one. So, what I know for the comparison to like last year's model or the two years model of LiveScope is you now have the 150 feet of forward view, and then you've got better water clarity if you're in like murkier water. And then I think when you're deeper, you're you're the bottom is you've got a lot more sight picture in the bottom, so you can see stuff off the bottom better than like live scope or panoptics. Well, you're supposed to be able to pick up a smaller jig better too, like at at a longer distance. And then you can you can really see the line, like I, we were at eighty I was feet, ask if and you, you can see the fishing line, and then the jig, and then the leader, and all that stuff on. Have you guys had any issues so far as far as you know late season like this when you get this much ice that you can't get the transducer? Like, yep. I know exactly where you're going with this. Is it in the house or no? No, no. So I picked it up at the sportsman show last Friday. If you remember the the last week's episode, Wixos said, "Yeah, maybe eventually I'll get a live scope." I didn't actually think I was going to get it that quick when I said that. Yeah, he is he like the four wheeler. Is that going to be like the next thing? No, 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 I got. We're going to get into that after we're done with uh, (laughs) with this because yeah, it's it's three to one. Right here on the the ATV situation, so yeah, we'll get into that after you explain your oops of not having a long enough pull. Well, <laughs> <laughs> so I picked it up. I picked up um, the thirty four fin gear shuttle pack from Reeds at the Sportsman Show. I got the extension for it. Uh, did I? I put the pack together basically at eight o'clock at night, and then took just the, the normal pole out the next day and i was in i don't know 30 inches of ice and it it didn't reach under the ice which you know it is what it is um but and then you're just down view yeah which but really- we use down view and it was weird the, the the thing that i thought was crazy was it seemed like there is way more fish in the lake than you would think by just a flasher or side imaging or anything like that like we were we were marking fish all over the place because you could see, I don't know, probably it was twenty feet left to right, and probably ten feet, seven feet forward and back. So you can you can see it pretty large at bottom, and I was only in fifteen feet, eighteen feet of water. How does it work? Like if you're sitting on structure, and say to your right, you know, say you're sitting in fifteen feet. And to your right, it gets up to, say, eight it'll, feet. It'll show the contour line. It'll go up. Yeah, you can. And you'll like be if, able. You can like see like if you spin it, so like if the con, like if you're sitting on a flat and you spin it towards the flat, you can watch it or towards the, the contour line. It'll like show like this on your screen. And you can see if there's fish sitting on that break. Yeah, and you can watch them swim down or swim up. That is that's, super cool. Is that the same? So, like, if you're sitting in 15 and it's 8 over here, but it's 30 over here, is it just that you can see the break? Yeah, yeah, if you angle it the right way, yeah. What do you see when you're on your... So, say you're on your, your down view, and you're sitting on a sharp break where, you know, 3 feet to your right, it's, it's say, say 12 feet, and 3 feet to your left, it's 18 feet, but you're in 15. Like, you're on a super... It's gonna look like a sloped line. So it'll be the same thing. You can yep. forward imaging or down imaging. It'll give. <clears throat> and then you, you can spin it. You can orientate it. Like if you're fishing by yourself, you can orientate it whatever way you want it to, and then fish that plane. And like, I think hummingbird's the only one that's got the 360. Mm-hmm. Where it's all the way. Where around, it's a big like puck, a circle. and it'll show you your hundred. I think it's only like 60 feet circumference, but because like the if I am correct on this like live scope is like a square or a rectangle it's a rectangle basically based like like when you project it out it's a rectangle yep, and so hummingbird like, is a circle off your sides you got your your long view yeah and then your horizontal way you only have like the cone like a normal yeah transducer. it's it's probably gonna if you're in 15 feet of water you're probably looking at five to seven feet out by 20 feet a rectangle but if you spin it 
you can obviously see a 20-foot circle around you, just not at, at one time. Like what Wixel was saying, it, it really makes it look like there's a lot more fish down there yeah. than, than a flasher would tell you. Because a flasher, you can see like, yep, there's a nice red mark right there. Yep, there's fish down there. You don't know how many, but the live scope, you can count them out. Yep, you can turn it. Yep, there's there they all are right there. Yeah, it's hunting cool. down like panfish is really fun too. So you can put it in forward view, and then you you can point it, and then you spin it. And if you see like suspended fish, and then um, you it has like your grid marks on it, so it, you can be like, oh, it's sixty feet out. So you have somebody walk sixty feet out, and you can watch the auger plunge through the ice. You can that's, actually watch that's the part that yeah. I'm looking forward to yeah. that I could not do last weekend because I couldn't really. I could put it in forward view view if I held the pole farther down in the hole. I did that just to try it, but like my my uh, stand was in the hole, so I couldn't leave it. That's freaking cool. <laughs> yeah, God, my Helix Seven's looking like Stone Age stuff now. Yeah, I was out with a buddy a couple different times. Once with walleye fishing, we were fishing on a break, and you could see that slope, and you can watch the the fish come right up to you early morning. And then the other time was pan fishing, and it made it. We literally drilled three holes, and typically would have drilled like fifty holes. It's and still maybe not find them. Yep, it's a time. Yep. That's still just a time. Yeah, thing. yep. It's crazy how that how easy it is to target spot and target fish. So what is what would the main difference be between, like, if you only got to answer it with one answer, what is the difference between the live scope and the pan optics? It's the same thing. Pan it's pan optics live scope. Yeah, they got her, they got like rid the of old the, version. Yeah, the old version. Well, I'd say it's clarity. I, yeah, it's you get your thing. So they work so distance. like the plus you can see like the fins on the fish. So they work, they're pretty much the exact same thing. They're so, just... like on pan optics, you'd see a blob. It'll just show like a, a blob of like the size of the fish on like plus or live scope. You can pretty much see like the dorsal fins on a large fish. Correct me if I'm wrong too. You guys, I don't, you guys have the plus? Yeah. So like a northern, it's like a long skinny line or... Correct. Yeah, because we were out, I was out with that one buddy and... And yeah, you can tell when it's a northern or it's a walleye, and I think he just has the live scope because plus wasn't out yet. But yeah, I, I it's probably the clarity and how like define the fish is. Is it faster or is it lagged? Is it pretty instantaneous or is it? Yeah, is it's there pretty a real time. Because I know we were out with Mike's pan optics this last Friday, and we were using that and. It worked. We had a, we had a school. We were fishing in twenty feet of water, and we had a school of crappie come in at, at like six feet. And we were like, God, "What? What is that?" You know. So we dropped the camera down quick, and there's just crappie everywhere. Hmm. But it you could like, when you'd lift up your jig, it was kind of not super legged. Like it would do it. Like it would make the trail behind it, and whatnot. It just seemed like it. Like I'm used to my my hummingbird, where it's you know you Turned lift up. up and it's it's upright. Like it, it's as you're you're doing it. I didn't know if there was a like higher speed processors in them or um well with pan optics it's just a deucer and then with live scope you've got that the the computer for it you've got that black box sure which helps with a lot of which drains batteries really fast how how long does your batteries last in those my 30 amp hour that it came with was advertised at 18 to 20 and i did not kill it in a I don't know. I was only out for seven hours, so. And yeah. you plan on using it? Oh, go ahead. Oh, we had a a ten amp hour in it, and it was we had it for eleven hours. I think it was on. So which is, I mean, that's pretty good for a ten amp. We had a second one. So lithium or lead acid? Lithium. Lithium. Okay. Can you imagine carrying a thirty amp? Holy! Hour it'd be a fifty. It'd be a fifty pound <laughs> well, the, pack. The ten, the ten amp hour ones. I've seen a ten amp hour lead acid one, and that yeah, it's pretty heavy, but that would suck. And Wixo, you plan on using yours out of the boat? Yeah, I'm. That's part of the reason you bought that pole. Yes, the pole I bought specifically for it was advertised as being better in a boat because it's just a more rigid pole than the Summit. That was the other one I was looking at. Granted, I will probably pick up a summit for 
uh, ice season next year because I think it's probably the best one for ice. It's awesome. Just small, lightweight, compact. And Does that have like the the tri yeah. stand? Okay, yeah. Telus- telescopic. So. so if we were to give a, a fishing update for Detroit Lakes area, uh, stretching all the way out to Walker, and then southeast North Dakota. Well, don't go to North Dakota. That sucked. Yeah, I was going to say the southeast North Dakota is where we were out last Saturday. And we caught a couple little small perch. Ice is still looking good. Accesses are still looking good. Uh, cameraman Cubby, it's his birthday today, but uh, he just picked up a, a 2020 Sportsman 1000, and we wanted to. He wanted to bring that with to, you know, just bought it. He wanted to go rip around on it a little bit. Yeah, he made it. The first lake we went to, he made it 20 yards off the gravel road before he buried it. And there were three spots. He got it stuck there. Backed up, dug it out, backed up, got stuck. There were three holes that were four feet deep that were about five feet apart. He took two hours to dig it out and put it back on the trailer. If it makes you feel any better, I buried the truck this weekend, too. Well, at least he wasn't the only one that was shoveling. Yep. The farmer came and pulled me out. There you go. But the as far as the fishing report goes, like, like I said, at least where I was, ice is good. Accesses are still good. A lot of snow cover. But the fishing was, I mean, we were getting marks. We just weren't catching a lot. I think it's coming to the end of the year where they're getting really, really slow. Yeah. the Yep, it's going to be that slow time when that ice and water temp starts changing and that ice goes out, so it's, it's coming down really quick. So I guess our fishing update for you is uh, they're still out there. They're just getting tougher to catch. And we just need the ice to start melting, start to get them warm temperatures. and The rivers are opening up. Yep. There's people fishing in Green Bay right now on the river. It's coming. The open water's coming. But transitioning yeah. out of the fishing talk and getting into the uh, the four-wheeler conversation. So with Cubby just picking one up. Awesome. Flash, you bought one two yep. years ago. Nope, last year. Was it last year? Yeah, I've no, only had it, it for two- a year. I've only had it for a year. It was two years ago because you, you came up to the land two years ago with it. Oh, that was last I don't fall. think so. Last year was the first year I came really? up. Because I came up, the first time I came up to your land. We the spring. Were, yep, we were working on when the shed. When we put that air conditioner in. No, before then, we piped that oh, outlet yeah, in. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're correct. I bought it like two weeks before then. Okay, so yeah, I lied. Flash has only had one for a year. Jared, you've got the, the Ranger now that you, or is that not? Yeah, we still have it. You gonna come out and do some riding with this? We're gonna try. Gonna try and make it happen. And I have my razor. So, uh, Wixel, I have a motorcycle. Where? Yeah, you want to try to keep up with us? (laughs) That'd be fun. Yeah, sure. Let's take it on the pavement. Yeah, I shouldn't have used keep up with us. We wouldn't be able to keep up with you on the pavement. But as soon as we get off the pavement, I took it off the pavement once. On purpose. I got off forest road. I bet I beat you. On a forest road, I bet I could beat you. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so what are you going to be looking at when you, we've, we've talked about you looking at getting one, but we haven't, we'll kind of do a little round table here too with this. So we'll talk about what we have and what we use it for. So for you, it's going to be what you're looking at and what you would use it for. And I'll go first and then we'll go to Jared and then we'll go to Flash. Why don't I go first and you guys can give me suggestions. Uh, do you want to go first? Yeah. You can go first. So I I want... If you say Honda, I'm shutting your mic off. Well, hey. now I want a Honda. <laughs> <laughs> I want something that I can take on trails, but mostly I need something that I can take ice fishing, that I can put a plow on and plow, basically just plow a path off the road and keep the access open to my fish house and then obviously get around the lake to pull the sled, but you know, snow dependent. Um, so what I've been looking at is the 850 Polaris Sportsman and something similar in basically any brand at the moment. So flashes. We got a phone out. So that's urge to scroll Facebook here. Trying to find it on marketplace, but uh, (laughs) if it's on marketplace, I bet I've seen it at this point. Is it my, blue? 
Yeah, my range is out to 250 miles with everything oh, from 570 to 1,000. I don't know if that one's sold that or one not. That one still hasn't sold yet? I don't think so. I don't know. I haven't asked him recently. but I think if you're going to throw a plow on it, I wouldn't get anything smaller than an 850. It's kind of what I was leaning towards Especially also. Especially if you're going to go trail riding. But I also would say that I don't think you need more than an 850 because my 850 scares me enough because I can, I can, I've rode it enough to know that there's more throttle in it than I can handle sometimes, but. What brand would you suggest for them? Polaris. 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 Easy enough. Well, there you go. You got that one. Uh, I kind of have to fall in line with the Polaris, but that's whatever. So did you used to be an Articat fan? Mm-hmm. His, Jared's dad is the, what is he, the manager of the He's welding the department? supervisor of the welding department in Polaris. I'd argue an Articat sled is better than a Polaris. Flash. Not anymore. No, they're not? No. Okay. Well, I am i don't know. They used enough. to be. They used to be, but. Yeah. <laughs> I got, I got, you going to get going over no, there? No, I got nothing to say. Okay. I'm not going to get triggered here. For what? Oh, I just, I've always been partial to the Polaris, so every time, even if I know it's, even if I know it's true. For, for snowmobiles, if it's four-stroke, Articat or Yamaha, if it's a two-stroke. Polaris. You know, and I mine's a two stroke, but it I've only ever had one, so I can't really I mean that's all they make is two strokes. Right. But I can't I can't really say, you know, and what I bought mine for was it's a twenty eleven Polaris Pro RMK eight hundred with a one fifty five track on it. It's not an ice fishing slide at all. <laughs> but that's what I've used it for and it's not once let me down. Except for the one time I was on an otter tail three miles off the access and I snapped the recoil off. So you're saying it's never let you down except for the one time that it let you down? No, it didn't even let me down really because we used the ratchet strap and grabbed onto the clutch and it started right up. Hmm. Interesting. It's just an anti-theft device. There you go. But as far as the the four-wheeler thing goes, I definitely recommend you getting a, a Sportsman 850. I feel like for what you're wanting to do, you could do a 570, but I would suggest 850 just because when you're up riding with all of us and we get into a sand pit and want to go rip around a little bit, you're not going. Oh, I'd still try to show that. off. You know, some of those times when you have that smaller machine and you still try to show off is more times that you have fun with it. You know, sometimes that if you know you can handle all that's got, then it's you can maybe pitch it around a little bit more, but. I would definitely go at least an 850 for trail riding. Well, and then the the 570s, you 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 can put plows on them. My yeah, mom's just a utility sled, right? Or or wheeler, right? My mom just bought one that came with a plow on it, and it was just a it's just a 570 Sportsman, and it I mean it came with a plow on it. The guy that had it before was a farmer that used it to keep the farmyard clean and plow the road. So I mean they can do it, but that, why? I would rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it Sounds as far like, as power so you're saying i should go 1000 turbo if you're gonna get a razor sure but <laughs> yeah, i'm not me and my dad are the only ones with a razor i can't i can't do that because it won't right fit in the house. house no but you can get a general and we measured it and you would have i have what, a was half it? an inch on each side was it a half inch yep oh that's tight yeah but i've seen fit. i've seen pictures of them in the house but you have to crawl out the windshield to get out of the, you gotta get the tilt out glass. Yep. Yeah, you you could do with the they do with like the monster trucks. You just like jack it up and put it on lawnmower tires before you pull <laughs> it in. Yeah, well, I guess options are options. I don't know if that would really help with the general though, because if I remember, the tires don't stick out. It's on the, the fenders, fenders no, isn't it? Yeah. The, yeah. the cab part. Because what are they? 60, 60 inches wide. Sixty two. Uh, I want to say they're sixty one and a half. I know they're under that 64, that class. That Yeah, because I have 62, like 62 and an eighth inches, if I remember right, from cabinet to cabinet, basically. Yeah, so you, you'd have about a half inch. Mm-hmm. They they switched that. They used to be class one and class two. Now it's... Now everything is it, class... Yeah. I don't remember if it's one or two. I think it's like 64 and above. 64 and below. And below. Because I'm, I'm, I classify... I think it's class one. You, I think I classify, I classify as a okay. class one. Yeah, because they got rid of the ATV class. Cause yeah, that's when they started letting Jeeps on the four-wheeler trails. Yep. The 
ORVs mm-hmm. is what they like to call them. The good old Jeep gang. Wrecking everything. And now most places let dirt bikes on the four or the two lane trails now too, so Yep. There's a trail up in Akeley. Oh, I've been on it. Were you with me? Oh when yeah. When we let Cubby lead? No, it was your uh, uncle. No, not Uncle uh, uh, Kevin. Minnow? Yeah, yeah, he's my uncle. Yeah, he's your uncle. We let him go up first, and he was leading. And oh, that was that. Wasn't that the big weekend that we had? Yeah, it was the North Bros riding weekend. So we had like seventeen machines up there, fifteen or something like that. I think the time that we were out, we only had. I think like we had twelve, 12 because 12 the other two weren't there yet. with us. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, we were out the one day, and Kevin takes off down this trail, and he's like, let me lead. I'm like, whatever. Like, I know this pretty well. Like, you can you can pretty much take me anywhere up there, and I'll, I'll be able to get us back, whether I'm using my GPS on my phone or just knowing what the trails That's are. That's half the fun for you. Yeah. Yeah, I like doing that. I'll, we'll go out, and I'll, I'll take, us, take us way back into the trees, and I'll, like, uh, have you ever ridden out there, Jared? Mm-mm. So I'd, I'll go out there, and I'll be like, all right. Jared, take us home. Have fun. And you'll be like, what? Like, are you serious? Like, yeah, go ahead. And we go the opposite way. <laughs> We're going, like, farther away from camp. You told me to do that one of the times I was up there, and I was like, all right, yeah. And we took off, and I stopped. I'm like, I don't recognize any of this. <laughs> but I don't know if I I don't know if I necessarily use the term get us home. I think I more just say, like, go ahead, you lead for a while, and I'll get us back to to wherever, you know, whatever we want to do. But no, Kevin goes out and he starts leading the way, and and I think you were behind him. I was at the end. I so was you, in the, somewhere in the middle. You go ahead was, and take it, this one away. It was him. Moose was I think. Yeah, I think Mo- Moose and Minnow. Yeah, Mo- Moose and Minnow. They were both in Rangers, <laughs> and the trail got really, really narrow, really, really overgrown, really, really fast. Where I was pushing branches on my yeah, floor like, with it. When we when we say narrow, we're not talking like. Oh, God, there's not much room for air on the side. No, we're talking like, oh, let me just hold this tree out of the way while I drive through. You know? Yep, it was. It, there was times where I had to hop off the wheeler and go pull a tree out of the way for them to get by. And, yeah, that was interesting because he just took off down a trail and and it was like all of a sudden it opened up again. And, and I know that I'm like, I think we should turn around here. But he kept going and he just was like, all of a sudden he had the radios. I heard, get me the heck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, he was pissed. He comes on the radio and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna pull over. Get me the hell out of here. This is stupid." I'm like, you're the one that went this way. <laughs> and isn't that called the bowl back in there? Is that what you call that? Is that where we were? Yeah, it was. It yeah, was just past right. the sand pit. Yeah, yep. there there is one section of trails back there that we we call it the bowl. And the reason we call it the bowl is because there's three ways in and three ways out. That's it. The, the, the same three trails that you can take to get back in there, you have to take to get out. And there's no trail, like, a lot of them have, like, the trail markings. The markings and... in, like, in the dirt, or, like, on a sign. None of that is back there. I remember years ago when we were back there, we actually used sticks and put them on the... Because you, you come to an intersection, you can go straight, right, left. Well, you don't know, you know, some of these just loop around and connect back. Some of them go, you know, whatever. Well, we had no idea where we, we had been from, so we took sticks and made arrows on the, like, we went this way. <laughs> yeah, and they call it the bowl because it gets dark. Like, it was the middle of the day, sunny out, and we get back in there, it's so overgrown that, like, I could see my headlights clear as day. It's like, that got really dark really fast. Yeah, because you actually, when you go in, it doesn't matter what, what are the, the, the three trails that go in are all pretty close together, and when you go in those trails you're going down the entire time. And then when you get to like the center of the trails, it flattens out. And then when you try and leave, you're going back up and it doesn't matter which way you go. It's literally like a bowl. Like you're, Hmm. and it's really, really tight back in there. So I try not to take people that don't ride very much back in there because you're going to, if you're on a side by side, especially you're going to get scratches on it and whatnot, but that's what they're, that's a, kind of what they're made for. You're yeah. not going to keep it pretty get forever. The resale value. I know, uh, yeah, right. I know Isaac had some interesting times on one of the trails that we had to get through. He almost had to crawl over a pretty big rock. Yeah, there's a couple of them that you have to back up on, and it's a fun time. I'm excited to get back out there. Looks like you're going to have to come with. I'm just excited to get back in a boat, so let's start there. Yeah, I don't have a boat. 
we don't have boats, so we just we just go four wheeling instead. Oh, look how the tables have turned. Timmy, you got a boat? Yeah. Oh, two to two. Flash? No. Well, I yeah. Close yeah, enough. I, mean, yeah, I, I, have, have, I have access. I have to access, a boat. but I don't. I don't have my own boat. I don't have my own either. But yeah, so you have access to one. Well, I go with my brother. So. But I guess what? So you have access to a four wheeler too. See, this is true. Yeah, so we're all even. Even. I don't need here. access to a four wheeler. There's a second seat and a razor, so you're gonna enough. fight Caitlin for it. Okay, I'll ride on top. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they got little boxes in the back. You just gotta hold on. It's where the cooler goes, though. Just sit on top of the cooler. Hey, chair on a cooler. There's an idea. You should patent that. Yep. Okay, we'll edit that part out. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're kind of pushing an hour here. Uh, What do you guys got coming up here as far as, you know, before we know it, it's going to be spring river fishing, spring turkey hunting for those of us that have, did anybody get spring, anybody spring hunting? Nope. Just me? Yeah. Uh, I'm in Minnesota for turkey. There you go. I just got my first ever turkey tag this year. Is that learn board? how to gobble. Learn how to gobble? Yep. Don't they have little boards that you can use to do that? That's cheating. <laughs> you have to do it. Actually, it's more of an art, I think. I, I think get the, the mouth skull. calls are way more easier to use than you think a so? scratch board. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's going to be one of our episodes coming up here is going to be strictly, and I never thought I would say this because I've always kind of, used, turkeys are in the same category as panfish. Just, Just dumb. Not my thing. Yeah, dumb. <laughs> it's a, you got to try it's it. It's a spring hunt. That's for sure. I definitely want to try it, and I'm going to try it because my tag is actually on top of the fridge there. But that's one of our episodes that we're going to have coming up. Um, is that uh, you and Mike then? or Me, Mike, and Donkey, all okay. three of us. I gave Mike the nickname Kingfish today, so we're going to see if that one sticks. It's about the 12th nickname that I've heard I'm trying. Well, that. Chief, that one worked for a little while. And then, yeah, it's Kingfish. That's okay. what I'm going to call him now. I called it that today, and he didn't like it. And I like that. When you don't like it, that that's I, the perfect that's, nickname. I like that. Yeah, you're not supposed to like your nickname right away. No, right, Flash? Correct, Timmy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what do you guys got coming up for? Uh, as far as wh- how are you going to round out your ice seasons? I'm gonna hopefully not push it too hard and not go out on a lake. Five days before the ice goes out, where you're walking through two feet of slush. Yeah, where's your sense of adventure? I've done that before, and it, it, uh, you can, you're, uh, you got to be really mad at those fish to be able to do that. But I remember Jacob and I a couple years ago, we were up on Devil's Lake, and when we were leaving the lake, we were, we went out of woodland again. We just went up there late season, but when side by sides were, that was it. There were side by sides and wheelers. There was nothing else out there. We were driving through six inches of water on the lake. Yeah, I I've been walking through. I've walked through a foot of slush water, and it's not not the funnest thing to be doing. I saw a picture today of of last year at this time. We had like no snow, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now we're we got a chance of snow the rest of the week here in the old Fargo. But Wixo, what about you? Uh, try to get out a few more times on the ice. Play with the live scope a little bit more, but I'm uh, I'm getting pretty wound down with ice fishing. I'm about ready to make another trip or two and then pack that stuff up and go get the boat. I'm hoping to get the boat end of this month, early next month, weather dependent. We got to wait for some snow to melt in front of the door at the farm, but um, I'm going to try to round out the rest of the ice season with some rainbows and panfish and then. April-ish, probably the second weekend in April, we're going to go down to the Missouri River on the end of the south side of Minnesota and fish open water. So that'll be pretty fun. You you said before we started that the rivers, they're starting to open up now. Yep, in Wisconsin they're already fishing them, and then in like southern Minnesota they're starting to open up, getting a little slushy and stuff. So Yeah, it won't be long when it starts warming up, that water is going to start moving and It'll be spring river time before we know it. I have to imagine. I have to imagine South Dakota's got to be getting pretty close too. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's for, for for me. It's going to be a couple more times out in North Dakota. I might. I'm going to get out this weekend. 
hopefully next weekend and then the following weekend will probably be my last one i don't i don't really want to be fishing i'm looking at the calendar as i'm talking here i don't really want to be fishing in april although it would be kind of cool to say that i was ice fishing the first week in april i've done that one time we went ice went out three days later what was it last year we went out april 9th and we uh, we fished in the rainy which is the bordering river of minnesota and canada and in april yeah ice fish no, we were boat fishing. Really? Yeah, so we were at the gas station, and there were people with ice houses, and we had a boat. Yep. That's kind there of was, funny. There was uh, people going out on Lake of the Woods, just outside of the mouth of the river, out in Traverse Bay, and there's boats up there. I, I saw a picture of a gas station of a whole bunch of ice castles and a whole bunch of boats. It's like, <clears> yeah, there's the something first, wrong with that picture. <laughs> the first, uh, we were out, it's like bought at Minnesota. Yep. Uh, the first three accesses had probably... 80 plus boats and trailers that waiting every time to get on rainy. Yeah, it's bad. And we found this state park that had ice still on the access. So we just pushed the boat up on the ice and then pushed it in the water. I suppose that slows down once everything else starts opening up or is it pretty busy up there all the time? I would, I would, assu- it's pretty busy because yeah, the sturgeon a- and the walleye open up right then in April. So, Oh, walleyes open in April too up there. On yeah, because the it's a bordering. Hmm. It's like uh, like the woods is open all year. What about uh, Minnesota fishing opener? We're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit here, but we're gonna probably have an episode or two leading up to that. What do you, what do you guys usually? I usually start by going over central Minnesota. You know, I, I really like that Otter Tail area. You know, whether I'm on Otter Tail or around there, just any of those lakes. It's where I shoot for, and it's usually like a holiday, you know, when the Minnesota fishing opener, it is kind of like a holiday. Mother's yeah. Day weekend. Yep, and it usually rains. I yeah. I tend to stick away from that crowd and wait till it's open for a couple of weekends, but I know that I've been out before they put the docks in for you're going to hate me, but crappies. I like crappies. Okay. It's bluegill that I, I don't see eye to eye with. Okay. Glad we got that straightened out now. <laughs> But typically, I'll go out, try to get out with a couple of buddies out in the boat, fishing for crappies before walleye opens. And then, if I do get out walleye fishing, it's in the summertime. It's it's a win for me. I don't really typically summer fish, but I got that wheeler. So you're gonna be coming up to Akeley, is what you're saying? Yep. Hopefully, the first weekend and that trails open up, I'm gonna be out somewhere. We gotta get. Uh... Jared up there this year. We tried to get him this last year, and it didn't work out. He, but he better come up this year. Yeah, I'll try to make a trip up. Uh, I'm hoping to go back. A friend of mine's got a cabin on the river that feeds into Red Lake. So last year we went up there. Uh, we went up opening weekend, and they they've been going there for years, and it's always it's usually like the last five years has been pretty slow. They've been saying because they just it's either early or they're either early or they're late for opening weekend and uh we nailed it last year it was if you put a line in for about 10 seconds you were catching a walleye every single time you couldn't if you casted 10 times you caught nine fish so we'll probably do that either opening them up there or what no no (laughs) is it was throw nuts the best yeah (laughs) the best tactic that i ended up Using the most was throw a crankbait, let the current bring it around, and then reel in the fish that you caught. Hmm. So it's like cheating. Yeah, it was it was a little too easy. You use your boat for that then? Nope. We just stood on shore. We stood so in if, if about three feet of water on the bank because everything was flooded. So if you're not using your boat on Minnesota fishing opener, can I borrow it? We could talk about it and take it to Pelican. Nope. Do you guys know the story on Pelican? What's the story on Pelican? Do we uh, have time? Well, we definitely got time. <laughs> this so, is good. You're going to want to make time for this. Two years ago. I think this has been mentioned on a podcast before. Have you actually told uh, the whole story? I don't, I don't think on the podcast. I don't know. I can't All remember. Right, well, here it comes. This is why Wix's boat is not allowed on Pelican. <laughs> so, uh, two years ago, I Pelic- went out for Pelican Lake. It was not opener, but it was fairly early in this season. Well, it was Father's Day weekend because it was the first time I had my boat out. So I took my dad out for uh, the first the first time for the summer. Put it on Pelican, got off, uh, drove across the lake to the spot we were on. We were 
spot locked there for well we were on the lake for about an hour we were spot locked fishing our two lines down and there's a sailboat other side of the lake not like didn't not even close to no it. it's Pelican's way a pretty big it's lake. a huge lake yep. that is like oh cool there's a sailboat over there making his way along the shoreline like not thinking anything of it there's a sailboat there it's a lake there's i don't know 100 boats on the lake as he gets closer and closer it's kind of like hmm oh shit there's a sailboat (laughs) still a sailboat there he's 100 yards away at this point it's you know it's whatever it was at about i don't know 30 yards that i saw that he was not in control of his boat at all he was Really, really strong. It was windy, but he was really struggling. And it was looking like he was going to just miss the back of the boat. So I'm like, all right, I'll just turn. I bumped, started bumping the trolling motor forward to pull us forward. Well, he didn't, apparently, he didn't think he was going to make it behind us. So he turns, <laughs> aims basically straight, like he aimed dead center. So I flipped around in my seat, started the motor, and gunned it as, as quickly as I could. And he. Clipped the back, right in the back corner. Dented, the, caved the whole side. And, you know, luckily he didn't hit the motor because probably would have been totaled. But hey, you'd have a new boat now. Well, if he hit the motor, I probably would have had a boat that and summer. Probably stranded. True, yeah, true. He was out of a boat for the entire yeah, summer. Yeah, so the boat oh. went into the shop and I got it back in February. That sucks. Yep, so that was a, that was a season down. So I will probably never be back to Pelican. That's probably a good choice. It's yeah. like my story with Big Cormorant when I was blew myself up out there. Yep. Me and Grant. Yep. I haven't been back there since. I don't blame you. Yeah. All too right, much fine. Pe- I'll use your boat and I won't take it to Cormorant or Pelican. Well, I don't mind Cormorant, but Pelican's a, it's a no-go. I do know the person, so if I find out they move or die, maybe we can go back. Jesus. Yeah. It was dark. I don't blame him. Would you if you had a boat and you <laughs> no. got towed? No, that would. I'm just like trying to picture like, like oh a sailboat, oh a sailboat. Well, how many times have you been on a lake and there's boats around and you're like, yeah, whatever. It's a whatever lake. There's did. other. I've fished like I've fished within base bumper to bumper. Like yep. there's those days where you're bumper to bumper. I've never actually been hit by another boat, but I've I've you seen. You can't say that anymore. Well, yeah, I had never been, <laughs> but I've seen like people pushing off to get because they're drifting in on each other which is a, a little crazy but i've been in some pretty tight spots with boats before and especially sailboats yeah it, well sailboats <laughs> suck the, you know the best part about it is he also had a motor on so he could have took the sail could have just and well you know you when you make it halfway across the lake and realize you're not in control maybe it's time to get in control of your boat maybe he needs like a train horn on that thing or something. He like. needs to sell it. <laughs> <laughs> Buy sell a the, real boat. Sell the boat. Nope. Sell the boat. Sell the lake cabin. Never been Don't go back. Again. Move, as Wix yep. said. Maybe, uh, He's never going to listen to this podcast. I hope he does. <laughs> you should fly south. Just get a boat it. down there somewhere. Live it up in the... Nope. Don't get a boat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe recreational vehicles aren't your style. Paddle boat. He doesn't even deserve a paddle boat? No, paddle boat's okay, because I'd like to see him hit a boat with a paddle boat. (laughs) The wind might be too strong. Well, you guys got anything to close her out with? We'll go around table, Flash. Uh, If you're going to go out ice fishing, just check your ice conditions. Don't hit any rocks. Yeah, Yeah, don't hit rocks. (laughs) Don't hit rocks, but check your ice. uh, And always have a buddy with you with a rope, because might be able to save your life there uh, if you're pulling the boats out watch out for sailboats uh, just good luck to everybody that tries to finish out the rest of the ice season and hopefully this early water river season for people to get out is good I hope it is but other than that that's about it thanks Rocky uh- yeah thanks Rock <laughs> yeah no, same for me just stay safe out there and uh Warm weather is right around the corner. Uh, if you guys could, wherever you're listening to us, just give us a give us a five star review or a one star review, depending on how you're feeling. Uh, again, we're gonna have some merch coming down the line here, and more podcasts to come. Uh, like I said last episode, we're gonna start getting out of the ice fishing stuff and kind of getting into spring hunting, spring fishing, 
won't be long and it'll be it'll be camping kayaking deer season prep four-wheeling and which we will try to have videos on gear for hunting uh the ice houses tackle whatever we use hopefully in the near future yeah it shouldn't be too long shouldn't be long at all so that's gonna do it for this time till next time we'll get back to you